Hi there, I'm Gareth, and welcome to Talking Divergency, a monthly podcast where I, as a neurodivergent person, sit down and talk to other neurodivergent people about what life has been like for them from childhood to current day. Hi guys, can you hear me now? There you go, now I can see some actual sound coming from my side. Welcome on in guys, I hope you're all well. <laughs> Zaria, Willow, Dunces, thank you for joining. Hopefully you're actually going to be able to hear, hear Heli as well, because it seems like OBS is just being bit of a pain today. Testing. Uh, yep, Heli, you are coming through as well. I can see that. That's brilliant. Good. So, welcome everyone to uh, Talking Divergency po- episode four. Is it four? Yeah, it is four. Wow. Um, obviously, we are again joined by Heli, as you can see if you're watching this. And last time we had a bit of a quite a heavy discussion. I expect realistically it's probably going to continue today. Um, we will be talking about sixth grade onwards, so this should be quite an interesting thing. And I will be just basically doing what we did last time, where I pass it over to Hell, um, and then I will jump in with questions as and when there are any. So, if you're ready, feel yep. free. Take it away. <laughs> All right. So last time we talked about. Until fifth grade, I was basically bullied by everyone, including teacher. Yeah. And between fifth and sixth grade, my parents decided to, you know what, to hell with it. You're changing school. And on that path, it was. Uh, so I changed to this other school, and as I might have mentioned in uh, the previous podcast, one of the teachers actually went to this school and warned the teachers of this new school like that I was, quote-unquote, violent. Yeah, I do remember. So, you know, this school, they were like, okay, what the hell now? So, apparently, before I started there, they all collectively on the school had a meeting. Like, all teachers with the principal and everyone. They had a meeting where they basically went through, okay, we have this Hellraiser coming in. Yeah. What the hell do we do? And they put together a class with one of the better teachers on the school. Like, she she's really comfortable in her role as a teacher. Uh, and have been known for having classes that basically were very calm. Okay, yeah. Like group groups. And then they also made sure that this group that I ended up in, there were no more than 18 students in that group from the start, at least. Okay. The other groups in the same grade they had, I think it was 25 students each. Okay, 25. Interesting. That's actually less than we'd normally get over here. Uh, I think there's a law here that says that we can't have above like 30. Yeah, 30 is what we and get here. Math, in um, classes like uh, math, uh, chemistry and other nature's classes plus classes where you actually need to supervise more like metal uh, woodworking and textile Uh, I think the max is like 20 okay sense (laughs) 
So you had eighteen. Yeah, we had we had eighteen and I remember the first day, the, the first thing that ha happened was that I w ended up in an argument with one of the people that actually taught me how to build a PC later on. <laughs> and this person proceeded to jab a pencil into my shoulder blade and that the tip of that uh, pencil is still in my shoulder blade. Wait, what? To this day. Yeah, I, I I mean I don't ask me how. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I want to know why. Why did what happened? What started that? What... I, I basically I was bored, and they didn't like. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 it was a silly, stupid thing that I did, and he was basically like pissed off at the end of it and proceeded to yap me with the freaking pencil. Wow, he must have gone hard with that to get the pencil in there. John Wick, I mean, come on. <laughs> John Wick in training. No, I know. Anyway, it, it's still lodged in my shoulder blade. I still have, like, you know, you can clearly see that there is something that is making the skin around the staffing area very dark. Wow. Wow. Okay, I didn't expect to get that. I didn't expect that as a start of this discussion. Basically, I'm one of those crazy fuckers who just met, like, people that were, you know, had a tendency to start fighting and stuff, like, hot-headed. Yeah. They ran into problem with me pretty damn quickly. There was specifically two people in the class that I uh, was in that uh, I ended up in some really big fights with. One of these were this dude who jabbed the pencil into my shoulder. The John Wick but guy. <laughs> both of them. Both of them proceeded to actually thank me a couple of years later, like when I met them out and about. Like, I think it was one of them I met on a tram a couple of years later, and he thanked me because basically the, f the final fight where I basically made him realize that if I proceed to fight with Freya, anymore i'm gonna end up in the hospital and he actually stopped you know fighting with me and actually started putting effort into studying wow and this like people ending up in Trouble if they are hot-headed towards me is basically me and my ADHD. Yeah, like, I take no shit because of my ADHD. I, I, I like, I don't have any patience to like beat about the bush. So if anyone is like directing any kind of enmity. Amnesty? You know what I mean? That, yeah, basically, towards me, it's not gonna end up well for them. So I've got to make a um, an MMO reference here. You're like a real life tank. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, did you find? 
how often in these new schools do you find yourself getting into, let's say, altercations with either hot-headed people or Oh, it not? was once a week at least. That often? Yeah. Did that... Because obviously they said... Like, they'd obviously been warned that you were, say, violent. They, 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 basically what they started learning was that, like, I didn't necessarily mean any harm. Yeah. It was just me being blunt as a two by four and not realizing better. As well as they were the people that ensured that I actually ended up getting a proper diagnosis. Okay. As well as ending up having medication for it so I could start functioning properly at the start of eighth grade. Okay. So in that case, because I, I was thinking, like, honestly, in that case, I think that... I don't, how do I want to explain? How do I explain what I'm thinking? That's a hard one, isn't it? It's hard when it... Because I'm... Like, when you're trying to think of exa of the right words and your brain goes off in a thousand different areas, different places. Um, <laughs> well, I started. <laughs> but um, it's kind of like... There there were two potential outcomes of in my head that I'm seeing. Two potential outcomes of you going to this school. One would have been what happened, which is where obviously they helped you get the diagnosis, the, the medication helped you, I guess, get on track. The other, for lack of a better term, the other option it, that I saw, the other pathway you could have gone, would would have been a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where they were warned you were violent. You get put in this group of, like, 18, mm -hmm. like, a smaller group. That group then turns to, like, rile you up, and then it creates the the violence, and therefore they then think that they were, they were right because they created that themselves. There were two options yeah, there. And you, the, 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 this school is a bit special because it's what's known as I think your equivalent is a private school. Okay, yep. But it's not something you have to pay for because it's paid by the state the government. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just not run by the government themselves. It's like funded by the government, it's run as a company, and the family behind this one, you may have heard about them, the Wallenbergs. I know the name. Yeah. Uh, basically, one of the things they have, as far as I know, done is to ensure that the teachers at their school get some level of uh, education in neurodivergent disorders. Okay. That's good. That's very good then. Because yeah, I think... and, and it's like not just this quote unquote special teachers, it's like across the board. So it's not just like the teaching, because I've um, the school that my daughter goes to, it's 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 a public school, but um, the the teachers don't really they're not really taught anything, and then the is the teaching assistants who get to be honest minimal training. <laughs> So rather than just being the teaching assistants, it's literally everyone who got the training at that school. Mm. Okay, that's that's a big thing. Because I guess the closest we've got to that, honestly, well, in terms of schools that get that level of training, is actually just the special needs schools over here. Like, outside of special needs schools, um, I say standard schools, or it's um, not really the term I want to use, but you, you get what I mean. Like, schools that aren't specifically for special mm. needs those schools they don't really get that level of training they get some but not to the same level and not throughout the school so it's kind of nice that there is at least one school that's getting that level of training <laughs> yeah and here's the thing also like the way you 
study at that specific school that I went to is that you can study like one student can choose to study math one week or an entire semester yeah and just get all the math out of the way for like the, all, all the four years oh wow not quite but you you, you get what i mean they, yeah. they choose to just focus on one thing at a time and take things at their own pace wow that's a great education system yeah, basically they have the, these like steps that you have to clear in each subject, subject like Swedish, English, mm, math, and it's called modern languages, but it's like Spanish, German, and French. Yeah. Um. But all the other subjects like biology and so on, you have to basically, it's kind of liberal too, but more static, like closer to who the way it is in public school, but not quite. Still, I mean, the idea of that sounds amazing. Because it's one thing, like, I, I didn't realize it when I was a kid. Um, but look like looking back, I hated having to go like each day going through like nine or ten different subjects within one day. Mm. I hated it. Yeah, you can just focus on just one subject that day, another subject the other day, and you can like, you know, those thinking hats yeah. that people. Yeah, you can just have that freaking hat on the entire day. Exactly, and and then because because you because there is that one single focus, then you can kind of put your energy on that on focusing on that one single thing. Yeah, and actually learn it better. And also, along with this, they have like they realized that there was one specific subject that I struggled with a lot, or actually two one of which I was exempt from, uh, that I didn't have to do, and this was modern language. I took extra English instead. Okay. Uh, But basically, Swedish as a language, like those studies... Holy shit. Where to start? I couldn't write worth a shit when I started that. So they realized, okay, this person is going to need a lot of attention in Swedish. And I mean a lot. Yeah. So they had like I changed changed teacher a lot when it comes to Swedish, like at least once every semester, but it ensured that I had one teacher that had extra like two or three hours uh, each every so often when I needed it to learn how to write. Yeah. And also read. Yeah, because those two go hand in hand, pretty much. Mm. And there was one teacher that I had uh, that actually, it was when it stopped, like, changing each freaking semester. I had him from 8th grade to ninth grade. And he didn't exactly teach me a hell of a lot of Swedish per se, but more the way of like, you know, teaching me how to 
he provided me the tools to learn new things. Okay. Like, how should I think in order to learn something in the future? So we, yeah, I remember you mentioning, I, I, at least I, I remember you mentioning a teacher who did that briefly uh, last episode. So I'm assuming we're finally, we've got to that, that particular teacher now then. Um, basically what, what he taught me was that thinking of if you're faced by a problem that you haven't encountered before, what the hell do you do? You start to look around, you start searching info, and you start reading up on it. He basically taught me how to read instructions and interpreting instructions and also taking instruction that were sim for similar things, but applying them in a new situation that was not that like not similar, but similar in away yeah so it was so sort of a related situation yeah basically one of the reasons why i never have a problem solving any it stuff i have him to thank for a lot he himself were utter garbage when it comes to tech but he taught me the thing the way of thinking that enables me to actually solve any tech problems within 10 minutes. That's impressive. That's impressive. And to be fair, the stuff that I've seen you come up with, I'm, I'm always impressed, so it definitely worked. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so what... What are, how do I explain this? What I'm trying to, ah, brain work, please. <laughs> um, while you try to think of that, there was one more thing he taught me that, that is, you know, a teacher is only as good as their ability to make the students have confidence in the teacher. If the students don't have a confidence or trust in the teacher, they may as well be a fucking AI. This is very true. Yeah, and I mean, for, just throwing my own experience in there, are there? Um, I used to love maths at one point, which is fun. It's actually funny that I hate maths now because, since it's such a massive part of my job. Uh, but I used to love maths as a, as a subject until I got my until we got a teacher that my friends and I referred to as the as the annoying walrus. Um, yeah, uh, we didn't like this teacher. Do I even need to ask why? <laughs> It was annoying walrus. Um, well, very annoying anyway. As a person, couldn't couldn't do maths without the textbook, and we tested it by throwing the textbook out of the class before they got into the room um, by throwing it out the window. Um, yeah, but receding hairline, but then brushing what little hair they had left into a like slicked backwards behind their head to really accentuate it and then as you, the and then yes the expre the kind of the visual example that you made yes <laughs> <laughs> so yes the annoying walrus um they ruined my entire appreciation of maths because I had no confidence in them, and like I said, we test we we didn't think 
Because we would give answers that we were 100% certain was right. They would say, well, you're wrong because you're not doing it my way. Their way was from the textbook, do it exactly this way. So when we decided we don't think you actually know what you're doing and threw the textbook out of the window before they got in, they couldn't answer a single question. Yeah. I mean, I have a similar experience like with math because when I answered questions, I would. You know how you're supposed to write down the calculations and go on as well when yep. you're doing them in school? I didn't. I just saw the freaking answer and it. There has not been one math teacher that has been of the similar type of, you know, calculus. You know, they just see the answer. Yeah. Because they all of them said, you're freaking brilliant at math, but you are absolute garbage as writing down the calculations and I can't give you an A because of it. I I hate that. I I think that's something that I that's one thing I really don't like with the way that like I guess I guess it's the same in Sweden as well, is the way that the curriculum is and when it comes to maths and how even if you know the answer, and even if your answer is one hundred percent correct, if you haven't shown you actually working out the formula, you're wrong. So no, yep. the answer is still correct. And all, and there are a lot of, for example, autistic people, people with ADHD, people, various different neurodivergent people who can not, not myself, not included in this because I can't do it, but who can look at an, uh, and look at the equation and say, okay, the answer is this. And they don't. You don't need to do all the calculation and write it all down and figure out. You've got the answer because it's there in your head. And if you've got the answer, you've got the fucking answer. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I sort of understand the point of writing down the calculation, but Christ's sake, you don't have to, you know, go into every nook and cranny. Yeah, like I'm. I'm sorry. If you got the answer, the answer is correct. You can't. You shouldn't mark someone down. Because they didn't yeah. do the the right out. Well, it's kind of silly sometimes. That is something I wish would change in schools. Um. Okay, so after this teacher kind of gave you, I guess, the toolkit, the skills, to, the skills to learn, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. What else was? What else happened at that school? Not much. Um, I mean, that's the only time during my time in like any level of the school, like school system, that I actually had any friends or any people that I could even call friends. Okay. Because. Uh, when I graduated from the school, I started studying in, um, well, gymnasium is called here, uh, which is like often after ninth grade. Okay. Uh, you have these like three or four years worth of studies uh, to get a degree so you then can apply for um, university if you want or go straight to work yeah what freeze freeze i think that's what it's called in norway right so jim let me just because i've got that written the spelling there let me trans see what the um like yeah, it's technically college. Is it college? Yeah, it's, it's it's not quite college, but it's like covering parts of college. Okay, because yeah, college is somewhere between like gymnasium and university for us, basically. Okay. 
Because, yeah, it's God, trying to trying to convert school systems between uh, countries is awful. Started. Don't get me started. I've been trying to figure that shit out for years, and I still am. So you're saying, so this is after ninth, ninth grade. So how old would you be when you yeah. were there? So Freeze is saying from ages 15 to 16 to... To eighteen or nineteen, because yeah, that would be college, university, same thing to me. Says Lobo in chat. So, um, because yeah, that over here is really awkward. It's very different because you go, you get into secondary school at eleven, that lasts until sixteen. Then you've got A levels for, from seventeen to eighteen. And then university after that. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I right now I can't be, find out when it is. Well, oh god, yeah. it's not important. Not that important, I guess. Really. Uh, uh, but yeah, basically, there was a few people that I really didn't get along with when I went to this good school. Okay. Not to the point where I started fighting. But they basically distanced themselves to me because I was basically the one that everyone was talking with despite me ending up in fights all the freaking time. But these people, when I went to the gymnasium, they ended up at the same freaking gymnasium that I did. And that's when shit started hitting the fan, quite literally. I hope you don't so mean literally went... as in literally. <laughs> No, not literally like hitting the fan, but you know. Basically, I went back to this. I'm frozen out. I'm not talking with anyone during the day. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna embrace the suck for these three years and then just graduate from here. And so long, suckers. And so I did. This is basically what we ended on last podcast. You know, when the whole group that I was in went together and bought a tree for uh, our teacher and everyone except me was in on it. Yeah. It was that time. So uh, it was like, well, this is why we can't have anything nice. That's really shitty, if I'm honest. Uh, but that's during that time, I realized one thing. That's basically what you saw on Twitter earlier. I started basically diving down into graphics and so on from then on. So it's like, and also photography because I have or had a picture that I took with my DSLR. I don't know where it went, but it's Basically, I captured with perfect clarity uh, a display of halos during a winter. Oh, wow. Like a real icy winter day. I was like, if it was 
say two or four uh, duplets of the sound, like uh, along with the main sound, you have yeah. like the mirrors of the ice crystals, uh, crystals, like I think it was like two or three, uh, one or two sets extra. That must have been a beautiful shot. Yeah, I was, I was real bummed when I realized that the memory card that that was on was stolen during the break-in. Yep. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, this area is not exactly the most calm. Apparently not. Uh, I've got to say, apparently, noise your life in general. <laughs> not really. Um. So I kind of want to what I was trying to think of earlier. And I kind of it, it kind of evolved into a different question of what would you in in short summary what would you say the positives and the negatives of your school experience were in us in the summary of each like the the five up to five of each if there are a thing. okay let's start with the negatives that are usually I easier that I, I can't trust anyone okay like I have you know, people say they have trust issues, and I, each time I just shake my head and just go like, you don't fucking know what trust issues are, because you've never really been in that shit. You've never been betrayed over and over and over. Like, I, I can't even begin to count the amount of times that I have had that feeling of betrayal. I still can't get. I'll be honest. I still can't get over. The, can't get over the teacher. I'm I, I'm sorry to bring it back to to what we said last uh, last episode fine. as well. But I just I still can't get over the fact that that a teacher would act like that as well. So no, I completely understand. Like, there's trust issues, um, but then there's that. Hmm. Oh yeah, trauma. Trauma about the freaking pen holding. I don't have a problem holding like something like the digital stylus because this to me isn't a freaking pen. Yeah. But holding like an actual pen, writing. Forget about it, not happening. I get tremors from it. And then there's me sitting here twiddling one between my fingers because I think that's a great example of the difference between, well, not difference. That's a great example of what can, of what people's actions and behaviors can course uh -huh. it's, it's, I'm going to use the word simple but it's not what I mean but it's something as simple as holding a pen uh -huh. it can really become uh, it can become something a lot bigger because of the way people act if that makes sense yep therefore therefore Um, what else is there? Like, okay, so it's two more negative, oh, three more negative. I mean, you don't have to get to five if you don't, if you can't. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Another thing that I actually have, uh, sort of fear against. Keeping to fucking schedule. Yeah. You know, that's 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 what really got me down when I was studying at that crap school. Because it's it, it was that schedule. I get got a f 
fear of a schedule. Like sticking to a schedule, I, I developed a fear against it. I've got a you know, a, a, a schedule is like people just go, so what you freak? How the fuck are you scared of a freaking schedule? Well, you again, you haven't been through what I've been through. That's kind of, yeah, that kind of leads into what I was actually about to ask as well, which is I, for example, with my with my job and my just general, oh, my job, my hobby of streaming, everything, everything I do runs on a schedule. My entire life is run on a schedule. How, how does that fear of, I guess, setting stone routine affect your life? What it basically does is that I never do something for more than like maybe two or three days in a row at the same time. So when you're, if, because now I'm trying to relate that to like how my job is, for example, because let's be honest, my job is basically just meetings anyway. With my job, every day at nine fifteen, every single workday, we have to have our morning meeting where everyone in my team will stand up, and then we will go through and say, "Today, yesterday, I did this. Today, I did. I am doing this." Every single day at nine fifteen, the same thing. Five people in a room saying the same things every day. How? What would that be like for you? Uh, I wouldn't show up to it. That's as simple as that. I wouldn't show up to it. So, you know, that, and that's... Like, maybe I would show up to it, like, at one or two days in a week, and that's about it. The other five days, uh, the, the other three days, I wouldn't show up. So, or if I did, I would be a half an hour late or something like that. So what if or I, half an hour too early. What if I told you then that it happens at 9.15, it's, it's limited to 15 minutes each day, and it is a compulsory thing that you sign up, that you sign that you are going to have to do. And if you don't do it, you can be it can be brought up in your one-to-one. <laughs> I would hardly in my resignation. Literally. See this, and that's that's the thing. Like that's, I think, something that I think people need to understand is how. Again, like simple is not the word I want to use, but it's the only word I can think of. How something as simple as a schedule and difficulties, for lack of a better term, difficulties, um, with scheduling or a fear of scheduling or any issues with scheduling can really affect someone's life, when, especially when it comes to mm. like working with others. And that's the thing. Like if if yeah. I if I hadn't if I didn't if I worked alone I, I wouldn't be doing this thing every single day I wouldn't care I hate it I can't stand it it's the most honestly it's the most bullshit thing of my day every day I wish we didn't have to do it I actually come up uh, thought of two more things that I actually developed that are negative from from that okay one of which is fear of open spaces okay yeah. I don't know if it's a negative thing, but, you know, if you have a fear of open spaces, at least for me, the way that works is that I can sleep in a fucking coffin. See, now I'm just picturing like you that. going to sleep in a coffin. I think it's really cool. <laughs> but, yeah, you you get what I mean. I, open and especially crowded Spaces, I like a mall. No, 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 fuck, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Like I, which has been a bliss now, now during COVID. But you, 
So what? So I've been saying for the last year and a half, it's quite funny that um, I've been saying to my wife as well. It's quite funny that our we we've now learned that our way of life is referred to as lockdown. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not wrong. It's just really. And then funny. the other negative thing is just social anxiety or anxiety in general. Which is very common, unfortunately, for neurodivergent people after they, either during or after they get out of school. Overdrive. Yep. And again, I think it's something that, like, again, I'm not going to, I have to generalize because all I can ever do is generalize here. Um, but oh. from people that I know, neurotypical people, when they talk about anxiety, there's a difference between feeling nervous and feeling anxiety. And that's something yeah. that needs to be addressed as well, is understanding that difference. I mean, I, I rarely get nervous. The only time that I've been nervous this year was last podcast or before the, the last podcast. That's the only time I've been nervous this year. It's what I do to people. Screw you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright, so now some positives then, I guess. Yep. Unless you have something. No, feel free. Okay, so positives. Well, I have one head of a math brain that I have learned. And I also strengthened it because, you know, math is built on axioms. Yep. Something you can't dispute. That is just brilliant for my brain because the way my brain works is that A plus B should be C. Everything is set. Yeah. And that, that, that's also part, part of how I work with tech stuff. It's like there is a definitive reason why stuff is happening. I just need to see find what the error code because there is an error code somewhere I just need to find it no matter where it is otherwise the PC wouldn't crash yeah basically you, it, it's kind of like you, you need that logic behind it there, there is a, uh -huh. set, a set in stone logic behind it. It's why I pref I've always said I prefer working with computers to working with people because if a computer is doing something you you don't want it to do, you can find the reason why you don't why it's, why with a person it could be literally mm. anything with a with a computer. It's this particular thing right here. Mm -hmm. Also, the reason why I prefer working with vectors instead of uh, raster. Vectors is like, okay, point A to point B, done. If you do the same in rasters, oh God, don't <laughs> get me started. Another thing that I've learned that is positive out of it is that, like, I have a brain for graphical stuff. Like, I have a photographic memory. It's actually called something else, but I, that what it's called actually fa like escapes my mind right now. What it's called, I think it's not like in day 
something something memory <laughs> basically me- means episodic memory or something like that like i can i can basically take whatever i see and play it back and forth in yeah. my head but not through the images but the feelings those images gave me yeah okay So basically, you can you can relive the feelings and the emotions in order. Yeah, and all, also thereby key the memory, thereby remembering the memory is in greater detail. Actually, sounds like a really nice skill to have in many ways. But also, yeah, for example, whenever I crack a laugh in one of your streams you know what what i remember quote 50. (laughs) yes quote 50. that will forever live on (laughs) but also like the the level up thing you know (laughs) that during near yeah that was perfect yeah like I I re- I remember like as soon as I start laughing during one of your streams, I remember those two things especially, or some other silly thing. And if I get sad during one of your streams, I remember one of the f- times when you have been crying during like Final Fantasy streams. See, that's really interesting to me because I I don't do that and my brain doesn't do that in the slightest. I my memory, honestly, my memory is shit. I mean, there's no other way of describing my memory is my memory is shit. I I will forget thing unless something. Actually, you know what's interesting? Like you make me think now. Unless there's a piece of like a specific thing, like a piece of music or a specific visual attached to a memory, it will just disappear forever. Oh, I do that too. Yeah, it that's has... kind of stuff I do too, too, too. That's why I always listen to music. There has to be something to attach it to, doesn't there? Mm-hmm. Like, the strongest association for me is feelings. Because I rarely get feelings at all. Okay. Like, most of the time, I'm just a blank slate when it comes to em- emotions. Especially when I'm working. I'm just blank slate because I just like emotions. Fuck off. Ain't not got no time <laughs> for that. Oh, God, I wish I could do that. My, my, my when I when I'm working, my emotional state is just ah. Except for one emotion, I think you <laughs> can figure out which one that is. Rage. <laughs> Yeah, mine. Yeah, my mine isn't age. It's just a, a constant level of stress at about eighty percent. Well, stress doesn't face me. I, I, I like stress. I asked. Okay, I go for a walk. Just shrug it off and go for a walk. If it is, if shit is too stressful, I, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm out. Just shrug it off. That's also another thing that's, that I would see as positive thing because I learned how to handle stress because I've been stressed the whole freaking time during school because, you know, people were out to get me. Like, yeah. I couldn't relax worth a damn. So I learned how to handle that because if I didn't, I sure as hell wouldn't be sitting here. I guess that kind of answers because because uh, Lobo's actually put a, a question in chat, and I guess that kind of answers that, which is, have you ever stressed to the point of anxiety and rage? I guess you you kind of answered that yourself, which is a no, I guess.
no, I, like I, I don't stress like stress doesn't cause me anything because I just shrug it off. If I get stressed, I'm like out. And th th that's also something that my boss have learned the hard way. If I get stressed, nothing is gonna work. Yeah, I just, I'm just gonna drop everything and go for a walk. And he actually prefers it because then I don't get into argument with most customers, except for the ones that talk to me on the phone. <laughs> so that's why he have made it a rule that Freya does not take any phone calls. Oh, that's a great rule. <laughs> he made it a rule that Freya does not take any phone calls because that's the only time that I would get really freaking stressed and pissed to the point where he started having nightmares about it. Okay. Wow. I need to. I want to know more now. <laughs> Let's save for another day. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have a total of three positives now, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, so... Uh... Oh, yeah, problem solving. In general. I mean, for heaven's sake, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're very, very good at problem solving. Like, right. They're exceptionally good, actually. <laughs> I mean, Joe, for Christ's sake, with his camera when they started plugging that thing in, I I just said, like, dude, you're having interlacing problems because I could see, like, you know, the... Yep, the lines. Mm. And I said, you need to apply the interlacing. And it's like, he he just went what, and I immediately thought, oh shit, he's on slobs, and slobs does not have the interlacing. Yep. So I was like, dude, change to regular OBS now, and so he did. Problem fixed. <laughs> and same thing like. Was this printer job that I had to go out and fix after one of my colleagues botched it like pretty freaking big? He sat for three hours and couldn't figure out what to do. And it turns out that he needed to run a shell command to forcefully take ownership of a folder in the system 32 section of windows so he could go in and manually delete a driver installer that was sitting there blocking installation of the printer driver it took me about 10 minutes to to go onto google and find the <laughs> instructions for that and execute it. And then another hour because of the damn thing being so good. I'm slow <laughs> rebooting, but whatever. Oh, God. You know, toasters. <laughs> yeah, you know, toaster PCs. You gotta love them. <laughs> I agree with what was yeah. said in chat, though. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Survivor, good word. Mm -hmm. Although I, st I still prefer the idea of saying you're you're a real life dark knight. <laughs> I mean, you're not like neither of these is wrong. That's damn sure. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, I have my fighter tattoo. It's a very nice tattoo. Okay, so final positive thing. Oh, yeah. 
my impatience. Most people would say that impatience is a bay. You know, the impatient yeah. side of ADHD. It's an impulsiveness. It's a problem. Yeah, they would. Me, my boss, my dad, my mom, and my brother, neither of us see it as a problem. You know why? Because when everyone is standing there arguing what the fuck to do, Freya is just going there, <laughs> fixing the problem, while everyone else is having a freaking fight over how the hell to solve something. You know, getting shit done. Oh, glad you went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... You you get the idea, right? Oh, no. no People I, I... stand there arguing over nothing. <laughs> and I'm I'm just that fucker that just takes a wrench, a screwdriver, and then goes and fixes the damn <laughs> thing that needs fixing. Instead of arguing what is wrong with it and how do, do we solve it. I just go there and fix it. Yeah, I... So, I don't. I I not only get what you're saying. I fully understand it because, to for anyone listening to this late, um, later on, if you think of it like this, being being impatient with, for example, AD, ADD, ADHD, very, every kind of um, neurodivergent categorization diagnosis out there. Um, the impatient side of it can be really helpful because my um, an example from my work is when we're sitting there, we've had a two-hour meeting to discuss one problem with a website, and while they've been talking about no, you need to pay for this, no, you need to pay for this, no, you said this, no, you said this, I've said I've gone in and I've said right, this is I've gone in, found the problem, and I'll just pipe up and say right, the problem is this, it was caused by this, we do this to fix it, you as a client made this mistake, we made this mistake. There you go. You solve your bit. I'm going to go fix this. Yep. Yep. Because what? Because it, it, it gets frustrating, doesn't it? When they're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, it's, it, just it, let it's me go. pissing me off to no end. <laughs> it's pissing me off to no end." And like my my boss had the same kind of problem. He's like, what "The f- are you doing? <laughs> just get on with it." Where the hell is Gwen? <laughs> that, that sound you effect. You know he's alert. Yep, that sound effect. Get on with it. Jesus Christ. If people just spent less time arguing, we wouldn't have this... Heaven knows if we would still be in freaking lockdown by now if we could actually... Get on with it. Oh, that's, that's a whole different thing for me to that I can moan about. <laughs> Let's not open that can of worms. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that because we'll be here for another six hours. <laughs> At least. Yep. But yeah, it, it's like, you know, I'm the kind of person that is the pioneer that goes into freaking land, the minefield and disarms it. Just get it done. Yeah, like I, I don't have time to have fear or anxiety or whatever shit over that stuff. The only time I have anxiety is when I'm dealing with people. When I'm dealing with machinery, it doesn't matter what the frick it is. I never have that anxiety. I never get anxious over dealing with stuff the only time i get anxious is when i'm dealing with people because i know people are not trustworthy they can stab me in the back which they have done so it's like i don't trust people i get anxiety because of this because of them and it's also stress when i deal with people i get stressed 
Yep, and I guess kind of kind of round this off then, just for everyone listening. That that really shows how everything everything someone goes through. Being neurodivergent or neurotypical doesn't matter. Everything everything you go through will have a lasting effect. And the problem is when you're neurodivergent you're in the minority and therefore this sort of stuff is more likely to happen to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to say it. Yep. Was there anything you wanted to end on? Um, it's okay if not. Aside from a brain freeze and whatever you can call it. I don't know. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, the only thing that I have left to say is like stuff that are regarding general anxiety. Let's not go into that right now. We can do that some other day. (laughs) It's it's too late at night for that. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Well then, I guess that is a good place to call it. I'm deliberately not saying that that um less than a dad joke at the moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess there you go. Thank you very much for, for coming on. I appreciate that. Coming on again, should I say, and continuing on with this discussion. I think it's good. I think Anytime. I think it's a really interesting yours is Interesting is the wrong word. But I think it's it's a very important story that needs to be shared. Both. Because there's kind of two two parts. Obviously, there's two parts to it. Because it's episode, one and four, episode three and four. But ignoring the physical-ish aspect of that, there's two parts to the story in general, which was everything that happened to you to begin with and then where you are now. And it's... Uh-huh. It, it's a really interesting comparison between the two because honestly, it, it there is like from an outsider looking in, there it is. They're they're like they're like night and day, uh-huh. and it it's great to see that that movement from, I guess, a, a very a dark really place. sad person stuck in the mud, not knowing where the hell to go to this person that actually is like a, for lack of a better term a freaking Saturn V taking off to the moon yes that's a really good way of describing it it's a lot better than I was going to put I was actually going to say I, I can't even remember what I was going to say there you go that's what my brain's like it's been, it's been three seconds the memory's gone goldfish yep <laughs> oh god oh god we had a goldfish memory. <laughs> that they did reference. Jesus. Ah. Okay. Right. Yes, again, th- thank you for sharing all that. No problem. I guess, so yeah, I am, um, I think I'm going to go find someone to raid. Um, just because, honestly, it, I don't think I'm, I, I'm going to get some, a decent night's sleep tonight because I haven't had a decent night's sleep in, well, I gotta get up at six o'clock in five hours. Oops, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. 